Hey guys, I'm Emma. I'm Adam. I'm Evie. And welcome back to the Tar Pit Podcast. This week's episode starts in Stockholm, Sweden, and the teams have to book their own flight and hotel to Dublin, Ireland. That's right. And they all are on the same flight. There's four teams at this point. We're going to be down to three soon. And I noticed as a girl that Anna Lee is the only girl left at this point. That's right. Mm-hmm. She is as of right now. So all teams are good teams, actually. All, yeah. all four of them are really strong teams. So this really could go any way, especially if anybody makes a navigation mistake or something like that. Yeah. And so they have to go to Dublin, Ireland. Once they get there, they have to go to the Irish Sea. And they have to go to this one spot that I've seen in movies and TV shows before. And they have to get their clue there. And they have to swim in this freezing cold water all the way out to this buoy to get a clue. Right. The 40-foot swimming hole. It's a 40-foot swimming hole. And they have, it's on the side of this rocky shore. And they have steps that they walk down to. And it's very, very cold. And Mm -hmm. they have to jump in, swim out to this red buoy, and then get a clue once they get out to the red buoy. Um, And that will take them to where they have to go to next. On the way to the 40-foot swimming hole, we found out that both people on a team have to be even in the amount of roadblocks they do by the end. Right. So as of now, they're kind of discussing who's going to have to do the roadblock to balance out uh, the numbers. And so I think at this point, one of the interesting things that came up, though, was that Corey and Rob had talked about how they were saving, if they had made it this long, they were saving um, their roadblocks for Corey until the end. Because mm-hmm. they realized that the end roadblocks are probably going to be harder and more physical than the beginning ones. Right. There's probably going to be more running and more things that have to do with uh, a physical challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so they realized that Corey is younger and that it'd probably be easier for him to navigate those things. And I thought that was a really smart move on their end. And Steve and Anna Lee mentioned that they thought that they had been even with roadblocks, but it turned out that Anna Lee had done six and Steve had done four. So Steve had to do both the roadblocks in this leg. Yeah, and that's Mm -hmm. interesting, too, because on social media channels, um, a lot of people are really dissing Anna Lee um, and saying that she's making her dad do everything. So it was kind of interesting at this point to see that numbers wise, she actually has done more roadblocks than her dad. And it kind of proved some people wrong uh, when they had said that she's making her dad do everything. So at the end, Anna Lee and Steve catch up with Joel and Garrett a little on this challenge on their way uh, to the swimming hole and they have to swim out to the red buoy they get their clue and the clue tells them to drive to a theater and the theater is where they have to do river dancing river dancing and so how did that work out so once you got there it was a roadblock so you had to pick one of the teams and most teams had to automatically have one go because they weren't even. And so once you went in, you picked a dance instructor and they showed you this really complicated river dance with quick steps, complicated steps, and it was long. Yeah. There was a large series of steps and it was very, very fast moving. That would be hard to learn. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, how else did they go? Well, Corey picked a really nice dance instructor and like off to the side where he was talking, he's um, he was like, well, she's kind of cute. <laughs> <laughs> he seemed to be his little smitten with his instructor, didn't he? Yeah. That was funny. So all teams arrive and they practice. They practice with their coach. And it seems like John uh, is very skilled at music mm-hmm. and timing of he music. He said that music is a language. Yeah. And he had talked about the different instruments that he's played growing up and it seems like that's really helped him develop some skills on timing which I think does help with dancing so he can kind of step in time uh, with the music and understand how it works. And he got it on his second try. So did Corey. Yeah. uh, um, They were both really good at it. Yeah, they both were really fast at learning it and they both did it on their second try and did really well. It did take Joel and Steve a long, long, long time to get it. That's well, true. Joel got it eighth try, but last, but Steve got it on his ninth try just before Joel. But he was faster. He got there first and yeah. was faster at doing it. Yeah. And so they were the ones who took the longest, Joel and mm-hmm. Steve. And it kind of, in some ways, leveled out who was sort of vying for last place, I guess you would say. Yeah. It kind of caught everyone up uh, at that point. And so they were at Riverdance, uh, the world famous Riverdance, and they had to learn all the moves and the steps for a dance. They did it. John and Corey did really, really well. Mm-hmm. And they aced it and they left and that took them to a stadium. They had to go to a stadium for another roadblock and And they had to play the sport of hurling. They did. They had to play the sport of hurling, which is something that we don't really see often or hear about often here. They said it was created to train warriors. And it said like on the clue, it would need a ball and a stick. So we were like, while we were watching it, we were thinking of all different things. We were thinking of like field hockey or like... Emma thought, yeah, Emma thought like lacrosse or cricket even Mm because that's sort of popular in the UK area. Um, And so, yeah, that we weren't sure, but hurling did not come across our mind. We weren't thinking of that at all. And apparently it is the fastest field sport. And I didn't even know what hurling was. So, yeah. Yeah. And they get there and the challenge was that they had to run down to the goal, not run down the pitch, sorry, to the goal. And they had to earn some points and their points were dependent on if they got a goal or if it was up in the upright position. A goal was three points. And if you got it in between the upright poles, it was one point. Uh, Okay. And then, um, and one of the nice things that popped up during that time was the interview with Corey and Rob. Mm-hmm. And Corey had talked about how Rob uh, was a coach for his baseball teams growing up. And so that always brought them a lot of fun and pleasure and, and brought them close together and also probably helped his skills for this. And Rob was excited because as a parent, I'm sure Corey's old enough now where he's not playing uh, like younger travel baseball and stuff like that so it was probably a flashback for him saying uh just reminding him of those those days where he would uh help coach Corey's team yeah Corey. so it took him a little while to get it right but he got it on his seventh attempt Mm -hmm. greg got there like greg and john got there just after and greg got it super quick he got it first try yeah yeah, that's true. They Greg seem, and John seem really so, are just rocking out. Yeah, they're athletic. They're mm-hmm. smart. 
Like they have everything. Yeah, they do have a lot of qualities that could really put them in a top position for this. I don't think I've seen them struggle on a challenge so far, like really struggle like most teams have. No, nothing where, and even if I guess there was a setback, they've always seemed to catch up somehow. So they've always been pretty strong. Corey, like we said, and John were very quick at the roadblock. So they had, uh, once they finished going up the pitch and earning their points, they had to then go to another challenge for each team member at a pub. And at the pub, they had to recite recite passages from a famous Irish novelist. These poems or like these passages made like no sense. Greg and John said that it was like Dr. Seuss on steroids. Like it was so confusing. <laughs> it was very confusing when the they were reading The words didn't make sense. Yeah, it like, was very hard to understand. Last, first, last, nor last. Yeah, I mean, they were so bizarre. I even wonder if we would understand it when it was in context. <laughs> <laughs> And once again, Rob and Corey got there first. And Rob, since he does sign language, like it was really easy easy to memorize like hand motions. And they got it on their first try. They did. They got it on their first try. I feel like it would be easier to memorize it if you, because he has a hand motion for each word. So I feel like it'd be easier to memorize because it's muscle memory at this point. Oh, yeah. Maybe that helps in in memorizing it. And also, they did a good job, though. Corey and Mm -hmm. Rob, they did really well. They got it quickly, Mm -hmm. their passages, and they were off. So that experience right there really put them in the lead for this leg. And so they um, go through fast. And then John, John and Greg, they had to do it a couple times, but it wasn't a lot. Yeah. Yeah, they had to do it twice, I think. But like back to Robin Corey, it wasn't just like that got them ahead of like everybody. The whole leg, they were like really in front of everyone. Right. But that really gave them a strong boost, though, I mm-hmm. feel like in front of everybody. Um, and that so, just put them even more ahead. Right. Yeah. Kind of ensured like, OK, they, they're probably going to be the team one on this leg. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the other teams, though, go to the pub. And at this point, Annalie and Steve... Um, they realize and they kind of have come to terms with the fact that they're the last team. Although Annalie is, is, seems like a very competitive person. And she mm-hmm. even said that in one of her interviews that she doesn't like to lose. And so she, I think, was having a hard time coming to terms with that. Um, but I think at the same time, she also talked about this being a one of a kind experience and, and that kind of stuff with her dad. Um, so they all are reciting the passages. How did Joel and Garrett do? I'm trying to remember. It took them a couple tries because Joel couldn't remember like this one line in it. Mm-hmm. And then Steve and Annalie, did it take them a while, a couple times, or did they get through it pretty quickly? They got it on second, I think. Okay, so it wasn't too so long. So not too long, but they okay. were so far behind already. Right, yeah. they had some navigation issues, and uh, by the time they got there, it was hard. No! Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then after that, though, they it go to the a pit, pit stop. So it was a pretty easy, breezy episode Le- in yeah. some ways, a leg. But the challenges were difficult. They were, they were, but you know what I noticed is there wasn't really any detour Mm-mm. on this one. So that was I very think, unique. Well, there's only four teams, so what are you going to do for a detour? Well, still, I mean, they can do something, I guess. Yeah, I guess it makes sense, though. Once it narrows down, they, they, they whittle down the detour options. Yeah. Because, like, what's the point of splitting up the teams? That's true. I guess that's true. So they go through the pub. They recite the passages. Well, then they get a card once they pass it. Mm-hmm. And the pit stop for this episode is at St. Patrick's Cathedral in Dublin. 
And so they um, arrive. And who is first, Evie? First is Rob and Corey. They got their first first, and they got one key cash for a trip to Fiji on Expedia. I want to go to Fiji. It's really pretty. Honestly, I don't know where Fiji is. It's like an island in the middle of the ocean. Oh. Well, Greg and John got second. Mm -hmm. Joel and Garrett got third. And Steve and Anna Lee got eliminated. And that was hard for me because when we were on the interview with them, I feel like I really connected with them. I just connected with them because they seem really, really nice. And Anna Lee has two golden doodles and we have a golden doodle. So, Mm. yeah. That's true. And also, um, I'm hoping, as of right now, while we're filming, uh, recording this, um, we have been talking with Steve and Annalie and trying to light up a time to interview them and talk about their experience. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping it works out. I'm not sure. If it Fingers doesn't, crossed. If it doesn't, um, then we will just replay our intro interview so people can remember what it was like to meet them yep. at the beginning of the season. But I'm hoping that we'll changed. have the exit one. Yeah. Yep. So now we're down to three teams, though. Yes. We're down to the final three, and it will be the finale. Yeah, coming up next Wednesday. Yeah, and the next season premieres in March, so we have a little bit of a break, and we'll be off during that time. And the final three, though, we have are Rob and Corey, Rob, Rob and, and Corey, Corey, Greg and John, and, and Joel, Joel and Garrett. And out of those three, who who do you think will win it? I think it's going to be Greg and John, but I want Rob and Corey. Okay. I don't know. I feel like it would either be Rob and Corey or Greg and John because like Rob and Corey, they have hit like every challenge like out of the park and they've got it done really quickly. But Greg and John, like they're a really strong team. Mm -hmm. They, um, they can play the catch up game. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. They can, especially when it's a longer leg, like the finale usually is. And they've both, I don't think either of them have gotten a second to last place. Like, they've always been in the front of the pack. That's true. Joel and Garrett have been in the back of the pack for, like, half of the race and are just now starting to move up. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, though, one of the things that's unique about this season is that all three teams have a good shot of winning. Mm -hmm. They do. And all three teams I like. Me too. Me so too. So I wouldn't, I'd be happy with any of them winning. Yeah. It's not like in previous seasons where there's like a team that people don't really like or like a team that's not very strong that gets into the finale. Yeah. Like yeah. these are three strong teams that people like. Right. And, like, and they all have their own strengths too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like in one of the seasons, Brooke and what's his name? They like fought like a lot and we didn't really want them to win, but they got, they got first. Oh, that was won. the blind date season. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's right. That I was so yeah. Funny. Yeah. Somebody like <laughs> they that. They fought that's, so that much. So funny. Yeah. That's a time where I'm like, uh, I'm not a big fan of hers. That yeah. season um, was so weird. Yeah. But then, like, I felt sorry for her partner, that guy. Yeah, but then, like, um, at the end, like, they, like, were working together, and, like, I didn't really, like, like them that much. I don't think anyone found love on that season. Yeah. No, nobody found love, for <laughs> but, sure. Um, <laughs> but there were some teams that, like, were actually dating that went on that that season. And yeah, then, like, it was a mixture of blind dates and yeah. people that were in relationships, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody left their blind date thinking they found the love of their life, that's for yeah. sure. But even then, there were some blind date people, though, that got along well, like the... um. I want to say the police officer or the mm-hmm. firefighter. Yeah. And oh, she was also and the a fire. Officer. Yeah. She was also a firefighter, or police officer, but yeah. they got along really well. They seemed mm-hmm. really nice together. I feel like people found like really good friends on that show on that season, but not like people you would date or anything. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. But it was interesting though. And, and like we said, there are times when people win or at least get in the top three and you're like, mm. but these are all teams that mm-hmm. are just really nice, really strong. I liked how all of them at some point have helped another team um, without, again, it's a, still a competition without giving away their standing. Yeah. Like they helped, like they pointed them in the right direction. Like they helped guide them to the right answer, but they never like gave it to them. Yeah. yeah, and also, and and that's fine. It's a competition. Mm-hmm. I get it. Except but at least for, they're nice, though. They're, they weren't yeah. mean or or, mm-hmm. or snarky about it or anything. Yeah, but except for Ashley, like when um when Rob like when they had to get that combination, like it would be hard for Rob to ask somebody. So Ashley just gave him the answer. That's true. That was really cool of her. Mm-hmm. Um, alrighty. Well, hopefully people will hear the interview with yeah. Stephen Annalee. Stephen Annalee coming up. Um, and if not, then we'll replay our. Intro get interview. to know you interview with them so thanks for joining us thank you and thank we you. will see you and have a longer episode after the finale and really dive in thank you and hopefully thank talk you. to the winners hopefully. yes bye. bye bye my name's steve cargyle i'm 54 years old i live in petty texas which is kind of a, a suburb of dallas texas but closer to paris i live in out in the country on a piece of land and have a, just me and my wife and all of our animals I don't get to the big city very often, but the show sure put me in a, a lot of big cities. And it's nice and quiet around here and slow-paced life. And the Amazing Race sure picked that pace up a whole lot. And it was you know, probably the most rewarding, the most it's the most awesome experience I've ever had. And and being able to do it with my daughter was, you know, it was process. It's a memory I'll have the rest of my life and cherish. Um, my name's Annalie Wilson, and I'm married, and I have my two dogs. They're two golden doodles. They're both, their names are Mowgli and Akila. Um, By trade, I'm a speech and language pathologist. I went to Baylor, and that's where I got my master's degree. But since then, I've transitioned, and I kind of consider myself um, a multi-passionate entrepreneur because I'm a private flight attendant. I also own a business called Bucket List Retreats. I'm also a travel blogger. Um, I do some promo modeling. So I definitely um, kind of dabble in everything, so to speak. And my husband is at home. He holds down the fort when I travel, and he's an officer on the SWAT team. So we it's just us right now. Cool. Annalie, I have seen your Instagram and I think it's really cool, all the places you've been to. And I was wondering, how did you get started being a social media travel influencer? Yeah, I, I, it was my dream for so, so long. And I always thought, you know, who am I to think that I can do this too? But I literally got on YouTube and I picked up a camera. I went and bought my first camera and I got on YouTube and learned how to use it. And then from there, I would go and go on little weekend trips and I would start to document it and just share it. And then from there, I gained a little bit more confidence and I just started pitching myself to brands and tourism boards and hotels, et cetera. And it's kind of taken off from there. That girl never stops. She's gone all the time. She loves <laughs> Yeah, I actually, I leave tomorrow morning for Greece, so... <laughs> Her mom retired from American Airlines after 30 years, and I think flying from a young baby, you know, until an adult kind of gave her the bug, and she hasn't stopped yet. Definitely. Yeah, my first flight was when I was five. I flew by myself for the first time when I was five. Wow. Yeah, that was to visit my grandparents who lived in Tennessee, and my mom would take me to the airport and drop me off, and I would go and fly and meet my grandparents. But 
yeah, I think she gave me the travel bug. <laughs> it's Evie. When did you guys decide to go on the amazing race and like be a team? Um, also, how is it like having another parent-child duo? So it was definitely my Evie. idea. <laughs> I um, I've auditioned for the show twice before and never heard anything back. But I think it was because I was busy trying to be somebody that I really wasn't. I was just trying to prove a point. I don't know what I was trying to be, but I think when I just went out there and realized that my dad and my dynamic was, we just had fun and we were funny and he always cracked me up. And I was like, well, why don't we just try to do it together? And he was not about it at first, but then he finally agreed. And of course we were goofy in our audition tape. And I think that's ultimately why we got on was because of him. I agree. I'd agree just because you bothered me about it. But Evie, she uh, she made a very good video and was able to edit it all together. And it really did look good. And I thought, well, there's a there's a small chance, like a one in a million chance. But, you know, watching the show and thinking just how small of a group gets picked to do it, I, I my confidence level wasn't real high until they started calling. And then, yeah, it kind of was nerve-wracking after that, the rest of the process. And I'll definitely say that having another um, – parent, son, mother, daughter duo, like having other parent, you know, family teams on there. It was really cool to see how their dynamic was. Cause I know there was another mom and daughter and then, um, son and dad duo. And it was just cool to see how they interacted. We liked it. It was, it was cool. This is Emma. How long have you guys been fans of the amazing race? Ooh, long time. 35 seasons worth. Yeah. I feel like well, growing up. Seasons worth. Especially when we had, so we had land um, all my whole life. We've had land growing up and dad and I would do little challenges and he would always prank me and put me through fun little challenges, almost as if we were like racing or competing in something. And so I feel like my whole life I've been training for this race. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. Uh, outside of the amazing race, what are some of the, your favorite TV shows or shows that you stream just so we get to know you guys a little more? One of my favorite TV shows is The Mole. I love The Mole, and I feel like I get so into it because I'm positive every single time I know exactly who it's going to be. And then every single episode, I think it's someone else. So it it definitely keeps me on the edge of my seat. I love that show. Um, It's Evie. Annalise, oh. since you're a travel influencer, is there one place in the world that you haven't been able to go to yet that you really want to? Yes, New Zealand. That has been a place on my bucket list forever. Cool. And I just haven't gotten there yet. So maybe next year will be my my year, but I have never been there. Nice. Well, I said I'd go there with. Where? New Zealand? Yeah, and that's where Phil's from, too. Uh-huh. That's where Phil's from. Oh, I know. I kept right. asking Phil the whole time. I was like, can we go to New Zealand? Can we go to New Zealand? <laughs> <laughs> that's too funny. So if you were to ask that, speaking of Phil, if, if you were asked back for an all-star season, would you guys do it again? Heck yeah. But I would put him through some boot camp. Of course. It's <laughs> <laughs> not going to do any good. There's a certain age where your body just breaks down. Now they broke down. Oh my gosh. <laughs> He's going through boot camp, but yes, I would a hundred percent go and I would drag him along with me. Nice. <laughs> I'm not going to boot camp. Yeah, you are. Or else I'm going to yell at you again. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's Evie. 
Will you guys come back on the show to talk about um, season 35 more since you didn't really get to say anything oh, after your last course. episode yes. airs? I would love to. We had such a great – I think the whole cast was great, really. All 13 teams, we all got along so well. And I, I, I think we'll probably all be lifelong friends after, after the show. Yeah, I can. I enjoyed everybody. I still talk to a few of the cast members every single day. And we have an ongoing group message that we all message in. And like I said, I feel like they're my second family now and I trust them and I rely on them. And it's just cool to kind of see the aftermath of going through an experience like that. And now into real life, how people are. And I just think it was a really good cast. Everybody truly was like who, who they were, you know, on the show. And I respect everybody and I love everybody. So That's awesome. This is Emma. How can your fans keep up with you now? Like, I know, Annalie, you have your Instagram, but do you guys have any other social media or any other projects that you want people to know about? Shoot, I tried well, to teach them Instagram. Are, I'm not very good at that, but all my fans follow me on my wife's Facebook page. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't have any social media. <laughs> he probably has his uh, chicken account. You can keep up with him. <laughs> I Whatever say, chickens are doing. dirt road. If you, come, if you come down the dirt road and look over the fence, you'll probably see what I'm up to. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. And that's exactly why I needed him so badly to go on the Amazing Race because he needed to get more worldly. He was he was old Texas boy just on his farm, and I thought it was about time for him to see the world, and he saw it. Well, that makes for good TV. I saw it. I saw it. Well, Steve, you're going to have to get used to it, though. After the show airs, you're going to have a certain level of fame. Yeah, <laughs> you heard. Well, we're, we're having a launch party and whatever. It is what it is. I'll just take it and take whatever comes. I'd just rather not take my picture, but <laughs> oh my God. it was a blast. That's too funny. Well, thanks, you guys. I really Thank appreciate you. it. Thank you. Thank y'all so much for having us on. Y'all are doing great with this. I can't wait to keep yeah, up. Yeah. Oh, thank, thank you so you. much. That was Make really sure great. You. It's nice to see a parent, uh, a, par- a father-daughter team on there, too. So it gives us a little, we always talk about that. Like, well, could we do it together? I'm not yeah. sure. Yes. Should we? You might kill each other. But you might want to watch the show first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll take some tips. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I'm thinking, will I stay alive two minutes? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's, it's tough, especially when you go from not living with someone for 10 years mm. and being on your own and then moving back in with them and being with them 24-7. I mean, we couldn't be five feet apart. And so that was really, really challenging for me because I'm so independent and I know he is too. So it was like a level of we had to we had to get used to living together again. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so funny. Steve, I just Ooh, have I one last question. What were some of the excuses yeah. you came up with when you told we couldn't tell people what you were doing? You know what? Really, out here, I didn't. I just kind of disappeared. And my wife took over our company and kind of uh, kind of rolled the, the guys and kept them busy. And I just told them that I was going for an extended getaway and that I'd see them in a couple of weeks. But I, that couple of weeks stretched out to a month. And you know what's so funny? With, with me and my account, I usually post on Instagram every single day. And right. my husband actually had to take over and pull um, Instagram husband status. And it wasn't very pretty, <laughs> but he, he did the best he could. But I had a lot of messages from people asking, are you okay? Like, where are you? I was like, I just fell off the face of the earth. Oh, that's too funny. <laughs> well, thanks guys. Have a great uh, afternoon or great evening. We really appreciate Y'all it. And well. we hope to hear from you soon. 
Of Go course. Ahead. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank Bye. you very much. Bye. Bye.